This morning, the Supreme Court recognized that the Constitution guarantees marriage equality. Open relationship, but how do you tell your partner about it? <laughs> what a journey, right? But we still need to change. We need to listen. And I'm here to learn. Welcome to Dear Queer People. People. So, um, hi, we are here with an amazing duo that I, I love duos because I think they are the perfect yin and yang, if I can say that in my accent. Um, also, um, it's, it's like a good balance um, and there's nothing better than a good balance to create. So, um, it, it's, it's also a lot of work. Okay, so the Fab Duo is with me here, Greg and Brandon. Uh, welcome, guys. Hi, thank you. Hi, welcome. <laughs> um, well, first of all, do you guys? Um, uh, it's a Fab Duo. Where the Fab Duo is coming from in terms of music? You guys are, are creating. Um, you guys also um, have a single coming out um, that we're gonna talk about. Um, they're queer, they're here, uh, we're talking about representation, why that name? Who's going to answer this? Yeah, um, the the way it came about was actually really funny, so as any artist does, we go, went through a ton of names, just like throwing out, some of them were like Pink Lemonade and like Black Flamingos, both of them were just like a no. And then I remember just in mid-conversation being like, I wish... I wish, you know, Fierce Ass Bitches could be the title. And then I was like, Fierce Ass Bitch, F-A-B, Fab. Okay. And then that's how it became Fab, the duo. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's actually an acronym. Um, so that's why it's actually Fab the Duo, not the Fab Duo, which is a common misconception. But it's really fun. Uh, no worries at all. <laughs> oh, okay. All You're calling me out. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, and it's really fun during our shows. We're always like, so what do you think Fab stands for? And, of course, people shout out. Fabulous, and mm -hmm. it does, but it also stands for more than that, which is fierce ass bitches. And then <laughs> originally we wanted to just be called Fab, but with Google searches and Instagram yeah. and stuff, like our Instagram name, we ended up calling it Fab the Duo. And then it was kind of just like, all right, it, it sticks. Like people know exactly who we are. We're a duo, so mm -hmm. might as well be called that. What? Um, yeah. What about just like um, the fact of also fab means that so many things. Fabulous, yeah. for example, and that's maybe where I got it from. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's something also very representative for our community. Exactly. Being fabulous, being queer, being I don't know flamboyant, and I think also that represents um, a little bit the type of music that you are, you guys have creating, also the type of visual that you guys have creating. And for all you guys listening, I'm gonna leave everything in the box so you can have all the links to, to do that. Is that also an inspiration for your aesthetic? So it, it, it started off, it started off not being, it just became, it was just a name. And then slowly but surely we realized that it was our everything and it became what it is now, big and loud and colorful and vibrant um, and very gay. <laughs> one of our 
favorite things that happens is now like whenever we're walking around and when we're in our full-on like fab gear we wear heels and we wear big colorful often like androgynous clothes and so many times people are like without knowing who we are they're like wow you guys are so fab and it's like great it's like that's right that's exactly who we are and honest Lee, we we kind of sometimes feel the pressure because there's so much expectation with that name. Yeah. It says yeah. fabulous. It's also like people immediately know that we're gay. So yeah. like it feels like sometimes there's a lot to live up to with that name. Yeah. Like whenever we're dre- like you know dressing in our image, we always have to think about like is this fab? Yeah, you I can't mean, just I mean, show up in like a normal like t-shirt and shorts and or yeah and like just call it fab like it it has to have the signature boots we always wear heels no we're size queen so it's at least four inches um i love that (laughs) i'm into it (laughs) (laughs) um but um but yeah like it's it it's a it's a it's a brand that is very specific but it's individual to the whoever it is so like as long as you're wearing heels or you look fierce and you rock yourself you know your confidence that's fab you know i was talking with a really good friend um she's a um, he's a performer uh she quit a whole uh, a very well-known drag queen in new york city and he was telling me about selling the illusion when you're a performer you need to sell that illusion there's in terms for example with music um well we have a lady gaga that has been trying everything but at the same time we got i don't know it sure and that is just show up in jeans and a plain t-shirt like he's going to the mall um and i am a true believer of the illusion if i'm going to be an entertainer you need to give me that extra factor what do you think that you both have that ha- that is that extra factor to become fab the duo Ooh, that was a good question. That Shit. Was a good question. <laughs> yes, flip that hair. Um, I think for me personally, it's hard because it's like it's it's really just an exaggeration of myself. So whenever I'm on stage, I'm bigger. I'm just like more in your face than usual, which is hard to believe for people who know me. Um, but like, I think it's mostly like when we are on stage, the biggest illusion that we have is that we have more money it looks like we have more money than we really do and to be fab is you it's really hard to be fab and be poor so uh, (laughs) it looks the um who who said something like this i think it was alaska i'm quoting a lot of drag queens here let's move on (laughs) yeah no alaska's like one of my favorites but yeah i think that is it it's like we wear really good clothes that is like the best part of it is like you see me now I'm not wearing like anything I'm looking like a normal person but on stage I look like a million bucks you know it's funny I was at my um a side job which is a server which is like a lot of entertainers in New York or servers on the side wearing my just like you know black uniform and a manager was like Brendan I saw your music video and like you're literally like a completely different person and I think at least for me I definitely completely transform when I'm on stage and having that kind of fab persona I'm still showing myself I don't believe in like when you're performing being fake or being like a fake version but I'm definitely have a much more elevated version of myself and everyone who knows me is like always like shocked when they see me on stage because I literally like transform and 
what you're saying about the yin and yang is so true because like Greg is honestly very just out there and loud and extra just mm-hmm. in everyday life and like on stage of course he's even more like that but I'm a little bit more like shy and reserved and I think he kind of forces me to like be more outgoing and out there but also I like balance out I think a little yeah. bit of his like craziness tames, tames him out a little yeah. bit but when we're on stage it's also just so fun being a duo because we can work off each other so mm-hmm. when we're on stage we're just like connecting with each other yeah. so much and it helps I'm not sure if you knew this but we're actually a couple too in real life well I knew that and actually that was my my next uh, thing to say about you guys uh, well uh, Fab the Duo is a really um, New York base either way that um, one of um, these guys is from Texas actually um, but they are based in New York uh, and, and they do a, a, a pop glam rock kind of type of music as well and they also a couple um, how does it feel work and create with your partner and have um, a love relationship and connection that transcend now in work you guys fight a lot how is that creative process it, it was natural just do this um, you guys also met in tinder yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how was that tell me you um, one of you yeah so it, it's it's very interesting especially for me so for people who know me like it was it's a shock for me to be working so closely with other people because I'm I'm very particular I like to do my own thing it's and a handful work. <laughs> I am it's a and but it's because I believe in what I do so anything I do I go full out on and so like finding people who match my mindset is really hard and working with people ends up being hard to do but with Brendan it was automatically whenever we first met it was honestly a first creative connection but how was that whenever we first met we were actually talking about all of our ideas and stuff and yeah so actually actually it was funny on my tinder um, profile. So when I moved to New York, I had this idea. I really wanted to start like a queer boy band because there's so many boy bands and like there's they take so much from like gay community and gay ideas. But like there's not really a queer boy band that I know of. So like my Tinder profile literally said looking to start a queer boy band. And then Greg and I matched. Greg immediately like listened to my music. Like he literally was like looking to be a part of no. the queer boy band. <laughs> but he was more in musical he was more in musical theater and I was more at the time just very singer songwriter Ed Sheeran kind of that sort of just yeah. me crooning on my guitar and um you know we he was like I think the second date he was one of like two people that came to my show mm-hmm. <laughs> and Aww. we just like immediately before we even knew we vibe romantically we like vibed artistically so yeah. well and we like liked a lot of the same music we like our first date was i think 11 hours and we were yeah. just talking and yeah and I, of, don't, I don't talk to strangers that long so like that was me either like, <laughs> I, 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 sometimes well it's funny because i'm making this podcast but sometimes i don't even talk like yeah. um, my friends are all the time saying that i have a resting bitch face same. and i push myself <laughs> to actually like be more social or be more outgoing and i accomplish that but 11 hours in a gay world that's like like, like that's a, two, a, couple, a couple of days at least minimum <laughs> no yeah, it's crazy no. and like we haven't stopped talking since no. honestly we like always find things yeah. to connect with and I don't know a lot of people ask us like how can you guys be a couple and work together and honestly I think it's so much fun because like we trust each other so much and sure we'll like 
I mean, don't get me wrong. We bicker all the time. We and do. honestly, that's part of the fun. People actually, we I think. We bicker on stage. So that's oh, yeah. Thing. That's one of the reasons why I think we people love watching us is because we literally aren't afraid to bicker on stage. We aren't afraid to call each other out when someone, like, if Greg messes up the words, I'll be like, yo, Greg, like, you forgot the words again. If I mess up on the guitar, Greg's Brendan. like, Brendan, like, that was the wrong because, chord. And people love it. It's, like, it's, it's funny. funny. People <laughs> understand it. It, it needs to be funny. It needs to be, uh, people needs to be, besides being, having this connection, uh, and I, I don't know if because we're queers um, um, or, and we are part of this community, um, or we're uh, close by um, with drag entertainers and we know about how the, the, the soft line of being shady and read each other and laugh about it. It's, laugh about yeah. that if I made a mistake or laugh about it about your clothes or whatever you guys are wearing and you know that it's always going to it's gonna come from a good place. Exactly. It's, in the words of Alisa Edwards, it's not personal, it's just drag. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that helps us stand out whenever we're performing um, is like, we are the only ones doing what we're doing um, and how we're doing it too. And it's so special whenever we have people like realizing like, Oh wow, they're genuine. Wow, this is real. Like y'all are so hilarious. Like and I feel like there's a lot of couples that are very standoffish. Like they're so I call them inward couples, meaning like whenever couples are like very much into themselves that you can't be around them. Whereas we're very much like we'll be talking on the subway and everyone wants to be a part of our damn conversation. Like Yeah, that was that, that was one of the things we first noticed. Literally time. every time we're talking and people just like join in it's like we have this like energy that kind of gravitates mm -hmm. and also one of the things that we do that like i think is very unique and a lot of yeah. fun is that we are very very competitive with each other we actually mm -hmm. even have like a team greg and a team brendan and we're not afraid to be like which team are you on um yeah. and we even have like competitions during a lot of our shows where mm -hmm. like we each sing a song and like people have to vote on who does it the best and it kind of started out because like we were both performers Greg more on the theater side me more on the music but we both did both yeah. and um, it kind of started like we would sort of be competitive with each other like well who's doing better who's blah 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 and then we brought it to the stage and like people love it people it's fun and it forces I mean, both of us to be better love a friendly competition between lovers <laughs> I mean I'm into it uh, if I can watch it I'll all pay for it no oh, matter what. Please, please. Come on, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys also, um, well, you were talking about the fact of there's no one doing what you do. Yeah. We have a lot of queer representation, uh, more than ever, um, with artists like Vincent, uh, Troy Saban, um, and we have this kind of wave of queer music coming uh, through our veins lately more than the the mainstream of let's course. say mainstream someone like um, I don't know Sam Smith yeah. Yeah. Um, do you and also I'm gonna quote uh, quote you guys uh, and, and your press now it says our main goal is to be the heroes we never had growing up there's no shame of being authentic and loving who you want ensure um, our love is resistance do you think that we don't have enough heroes already or do we or do you do you guys think that we need actually that more representation like we are seeing with more um local artists and 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 people that are becoming big 
Yeah, I think one of the main things that we do and what we take pride in and take it seriously is like we're showing young queer relationships um, and live in the flesh. Um, and I, I feel like in right now, the biggest people I know of that are like very prominent and well known is like Neil Patrick Harris and uh, what David Berga is that his, uh, his husband. Um, but like there's not enough couples there's not enough representation of of relationships and gay relationships because it's 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 kind of like the media doesn't want to show it honestly. what do you think that is that is that because of, of the media what do you think that actually wouldn't have couple representation or do you think that actually it can be from the couple itself to just save that part to privacy what do you think brendan i think there's a lot of different reasons um I think, first of all, people might be comfortable now with someone claiming they're gay, but still be uncomfortable with actually seeing affection and seeing someone's lover. I yeah. think they're also, I don't know, queer relationships are really, really hard. I remember when I was like first struggling with my sexuality and trying to come out, I didn't see many like gay couples in the media at all like sure there might have I might have seen a sassy drag queen or like mm -hmm. the gay friend, but I didn't see like just real gay romance and then coming into like New York and this with grinder and all this stuff I saw all these hookups and I think another really important thing that makes us unique is um, we're also an interracial relationship and there's definitely a lot of tension and a lot of like racism and different things in the gay community so to see two young gay people who are also from like very different backgrounds is like very very rare I don't think there's really any like There, like, there's not really any gay couple, let alone interracial, like, in, like, the mainstream music industry right now. And I don't know. If I was growing up and I'm a musician and to see, like, someone, a couple like us, I would have, it would have made my life a lot easier, yeah. I think. And I hope it makes others easier. Yeah. That's so sweet. Um, so sweet. And actually, so on point, um, I was talking with um, Serena Jasmine, that is a, a beautiful trans woman, um, journalist, editor. And yeah, we were talking about all the races that, and that uh, we are still facing in um, inside our community. Mm -hmm. One of the 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 latest um, queer artists that I'm obsessed with is Vincent. Yeah. Um, also, he released uh, an EP um, recently, and his music is is. is It's amazing. He's a beautiful black man. And we don't have at least that black queer representation in music that can become mainstream, at least in social media, or it can become vital. Um, what do you think that it's going to be? What do you think that is happening right now? And what do you think that is happening next with the queer music representation? Yeah, I think it's, it's beautiful to see so many queer artists come out and be themselves because one of the things that I get so mad about is them coming out later in the game like I love that they come out but like if Lil Nas started off gay where would he have been who would he have, who would if who would he have helped and I think it's it's so important that you're gay at the beginning so you show that you never saw anything wrong because you hear these interviews I read them all the time and it's like well I was already out with my family but I went back into the closet and I'm like no why you're literally showing so many kids and everyone like you're you're ashamed of it 
even if you're not, but yet you're you're letting the industry control you and how you're represented and you're not and it's harder to play it's harder to play a part. Like it And we've been told multiple times that um maybe you know it's okay that we're gay but maybe like you don't want to be too gay you don't want to be too flamboyant you don't want to like alienate yourselves because we're still trying to be mainstream but honestly i think things have started to take off so much more so we kind of tried to like dim it a little bit we didn't want to like be you know but now that we're actually just being as out there as possible just being our true selves i think it's people are it's people are taking notice now not just the gays straight people too they like a lot of so many straight guys come up and are like oh my god like you guys are awesome i love what you guys have like Mm -hmm. i never knew guys could wear heels it's awesome and like also for a while we were kind of afraid to like you know really be in the gay community because it was like well we wanted to like we're music first and now that we've like been like you know what actually it's okay to like you know really be part of this community and like play it we just had a show at stonewall and now we're like getting on queer blogs and like talking to more queer people and not just trying to be like a music act but like be like yeah we are a gay music act like that's who we are why are we gonna shy away from that yeah well i think um talking about influence and 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 queer representation um there's not um it's never enough Okay, and um, to be queer, fab, flamboyant in 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 the media, what is mainstream right now? And I think mainstream, uh, the meaning of mainstream is not hit the radio for me. I think we're living in in a moment that becoming mainstream to put that word, it's it's just on the palm of your hands. It's in social media. That's how. people like Vincent become who they are right now with yeah. the support in social media. Um, and I remember back in the days with being afraid about maybe being too gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up uh, in Europe and I remember seeing, um, I don't know, the Sixer Sisters. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they were never afraid to be very queer and very flamboyant. Uh, if we're talking back in the days uh, what about Prince what about Bowie mm-hmm. we're talking about people that um, grab that fire of who they are and make them who they were mm-hmm. is that make sense yeah I think I think the main thing is just being yourself whoever it is whatever it is like that's our whole thing is like our motto is be you be proud and be loud as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting anyone else And I think that is literally the essence of everything. Like people crave authenticity. That's why I think a lot of social media like stars get so big is because they just are who they are for whatever reason. Like Ricky Thompson, for instance, (laughs) the loudest, most funny, most extra black man you'll ever meet. And he's everyone loves him because you can tell you can tell that's probably just how he is. But it's a process to get there as well. Of course, it's a whole journey. I think in terms of like. What we talk about mainstream, I think it is becoming the lines are getting a lot more blurred, especially because I think in music genres are honestly disappearing. I mean, you just had Old Town Road, which was a queer black country rapper. (laughs) Like it's everything. (laughs) No one really cares about like this is mainstream pop. This is this. And, you know, all the time and we've struggled with this. People ask what our genre is. And often with like 
I still feel like in some ways the music industry has to catch up like with getting on playlists and radio and music publications it's like well what genre like are you rock we only do rock well we only do pop well, we only do hip hop and then this like this la- our last song that we did No Prince Charming has hip hop it has rock it has pop People even say there's country in yeah, it. People, <laughs> people have been, people been telling us there's country in it. We're like, uh, okay, if you hear that, like. Sure. And so I think <laughs> no one really cares about genre anymore because it doesn't really matter. I think so many things that like were once considered weird are now like you know in the mainstream because of social media and because people are craving something authentic and real and out there. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's uh, you give me the cue for um, my next topic with you guys. Uh, you guys release a new single um, called No Prince Charming, which is already um, out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you guys work with Mr. Sonic, yeah. uh, which is um, a two-time Grammy uh, winning producer, uh, which he has been working with Shakira and Ricky Martin. This song was really fun because we also really wanted our dream was to have a female rapper featured on the song, and we actually ended up getting Mariah Lynn, who is was on Love and Hip Hop and is most famous for her song "Once Upon a Time Not Long Ago I Was a Hoe," yes. <laughs> and we heard that song and like honestly I was like oh my god there's this like woman who's unafraid to just like sing about being a hoe like honestly what's wrong with that like she has no shame about it and so it was super cool we and we've been working with Mr. Sonic for the last for our whole EP and he's amazing we literally just I'll just play it on the guitar we'll do scratch vocals and then like a couple weeks later we'll come back and it's the whole song's there like literally it's like magic it transforms Mm -hmm. and he just always gets exactly what our sound is gonna be and then adding a new artist who's not like not fab having our first feature in it just took it to a whole new level and it was so much fun to do How was the process with the the music video? Also, you guys, um, well, you can Google Fab the Duo, No Prince Charming, it's gonna pop up right away. Either way, I'm gonna leave the link so you guys can click if you guys like curious about um, who came up with the concept and how was that going? Because one thing is putting together music, release a single, and another one is also make a visual, yeah, uh, which is also very important right now. It is, um, and I, I. It was a great process, honestly. So we worked with our. Um, the his name is Alex, and he has a company called Black Wolf Imaging, and it was our idea to include the the woman that you see in the video. So our friends, they're literally every single one of them is our friends, and um, we wanted to create a vibrant set that kind of followed up with um, "I Want a Man," our earlier single, and. And so we came across this space and it just, we saw the space and everything else literally came from that. And it was just like, okay, we want colors. We want vibrancy. This song is all pop and fun. So we need to capture that. But we mostly wanted to capture the energy of you don't need anyone but yourself to like love yourself. You just need to remind yourself that you are worth it. You are beautiful. And if you need help, your friends are right there. And yeah. So this song came out right before Valentine's Day mm-hmm. because Valentine's Day, I think, for everyone is just kind of a 
terrible holiday even yeah. when you're in there's so much expectations and it's especially terrible when you're single and the thing about this song is that a lot of especially our women friends were like who are single were like i love this song because yeah. it's just so empowering it's like yes i don't need a man like i'm okay and we really wanted the music video to kind of show a storyline about like a single or about a straight woman who she catches her boyfriend cheating on her and mm -hmm. she's heartbroken and then we kind of come in and essentially be like a queer eye give her a whole makeover us and Mariah yeah. Lynn give her a whole makeover then invite her friends and at the end she's just having a blast with her friends and she doesn't care about this guy that like treated her badly mm -hmm. and it's all about like her and her friends and female empowerment and gay empowerment and yeah. being single and not needing someone and just being yourself yeah is it hard to get um to find um because one thing again build the platform and build who you guys are and then build that single it's a lot of process yeah. and it's a lot of work and it people is. maybe don't realize when they hear or stream a song on spotify or apple music sponsored by um it's also um i think the other part will be promoting that it's no it's not just press release what how in your sense and your perspective it is to get gigs to find a stage to perform uh, as a queer artist do you guys think that is hard um, and New York also is a good platform and it's a good city that allows you that but I don't know back in Texas how it can be or any part of the world in this podcast um, we have listeners from South Africa or from back in Europe and um, Russia we have a lot of people that also identify as a queer and maybe they're looking I don't know hit the stage more than social media what else you guys can do to put the music out there Yeah, I think it's hard because you don't want to limit yourself to, you know, certain venues. But at the same time, you also are trying to get your music out. And so, like, for us, I think for it's most important that the venue fits us. So we only reach out to venues that we think would fit our vibe, that our people would love to come to and enjoy the space. Um because we could play at dive bars we could do all that but that's not us we were we would scare people away um, but um i think the most important thing that i would say is like if you're booking if you want to book a space and you're an artist and you like a space just reach out because at the end of the day they're trying to get their coin mm -hmm. and if you can do that they will do that and if they're And I think it's just so important that we don't limit ourselves. You just reach out and you do see what happens. And I think, yeah, you don't you don't know if it's a no until until you reach out. Being just a duo instead of like a band, we've had to learn to be pretty flexible. Yeah. Um, I play guitar. Greg just sings, so we've had to do. I mean, I sometimes. Oh, well, he plays tuba, so, but it's kind of hard. To <laughs> on, don't shade on him. Yeah, <laughs> Give him you. some credit. No. Come on. Yeah, he does. I <laughs> also do the pretty all the voice. You have to like. Oh yeah, he's just the guitar. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, we had to. <laughs> we have to play acoustic sometimes, and then sometimes we have to get a whole full band. And now we're learning to play with tracks. But it definitely you have to be a little flexible um, in terms of social media and the venues of getting your music out there. Social media right now can be really, really useful. A lot of the shows we've gotten, people have reached out to us 
on social media yeah. and like I definitely naturally not a person who's like good at social media and likes having to be out on social media all the time but we've kind of had it's kind of a full-time job it honestly is. being well, an know. outreach it and is. being yeah, on social sure media all the time but like it has gotten us a lot of venues and venues now always check your social media and like it kind of is all you have to have the whole package you can't just perform live you can't just be on social media you have to have very 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 blessed to have very good stage shows like one thing we can always count on is that if you come to a fab show you are only going to get that show with us there's no one else who does it like we do and we take pride in that and we hire the best musicians we can find and we create not just a show but an experience something that you take away and you enjoy and you talk about and you want to come back because also greg especially has a lot of theater experience and i have some too and i think instead of just treating it like a concert we do bring a lot of the theatrical elements to it we bring the like our banter we bring a story we have costume changes like all these things and kind of making it more into like you're just sitting there watching a concert and you're really like immersed and like we're literally telling our story basically and so adding that theatrical element i think elevates our shows a lot Having um well um a duo a duo have to be dynamic name um a dynamic duo that is not share <laughs> Sony <laughs> that you guys can like feel like uh, um it's your I don't know let's say that it's your favorite let's not say inspire because I know that share and Sony inspire you guys in, in terms of queer and, and, and natural and organic. Yeah. Um, any favorite duo around there? I mean, it's not really a duo, but they sang together. Um, Under Pressure, Freddie Mercury and um, uh, what's his name? David Bowie? David was, Bowie. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait, because I suddenly just like, oh, just David Bowie. <laughs> Embarrassing, but like them, I, Freddie was just, he was ahead of his time and yeah. he's timeless and I think out of all the people, he's the, like one of my favorite queer icons because he's just, he was so unapologetically him. But anyway, that's a another thing. gay duo that sings. They're not, I don't think they're, they're not a couple, but Super Fruit. Someone today even was like, yes. oh my God, I love them so much. I'm like, I, I was like, that's awesome. I'd love I to love be, them. they're amazing. They're like super queer and they're from Pentatonix. They're amazing. They're from Texas too. Yeah. So I love them. And I love this Teddy. Okay, so I'll take that as an answer. It's, that yeah, that's no. a really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean yours is is it's everything though. But, but you're but now. yeah, but Brendan is more um more right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love Superfruit. Um okay guys, so basically to um um wrap it up a little bit, if you guys have the opportunity to say something to our community and to say dear queer people, um about not only your music, about our queer music representation as an artist, um, if you need to call us out or to get the attention, what you will say to our community? Let's start with Craig. Okay. Um, I think I would say, dear queer people, remember that you are the best thing that you can have. Um, and that the things you think may be the the things that hold you back can actually be the things that make you money um, because people value those things. 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, dear queer people, don't be afraid to be yourself, to step out of the box. You don't have to fit a certain mold. You don't have to be a part of a certain tribe. And whenever you're ready, I know it's easier for some people um, than for others, depending on your life situation. But being open and being honest and being yourself, really, it feels great. And it's honestly, it's changed my life to be able to be open and be queer and be in this open beautiful relationship and to be able to do all that and also to you know a lot of the younger queer people who are growing up and like seeing you know a lot of like hard things and a lot of like in the news all the time about you know voting against transgender and gay people getting like all this stuff know that there's also a really beautiful community and you have just the same opportunity to find love and someone Mm -hmm. that you truly love as any straight person does and Something that we really thought about is growing up, I wish there was more gay fairy tales because every single fairy tale was straight. And that's why No Prince Charming, our new single, was so fun because we were taking that fairy tale on its head and making it super gay. And so if you're young and you're queer, you're gay, like you can still live that fairy tale life. Nothing's stopping oh you. <laughs> Way yeah, to just, um, hello. <laughs> Way to just like ruin my answer. Yes. Everything he says, hey, like it's, each other. <laughs> like, I mean, oh that's why you guys are together. Exactly. I think you, um, I feel very inspired by you guys and, and the fact of, um, that you guys are creating music, the fact of your, guys represent our community and try to do something showcase who they who you guys are but also showcasing um i'm not gonna say love i'm gonna say commitment and to the point to create and to be true to themselves and also give each other the individual space to be and to perform and from that have a natural synergy to express what it means to be queer it is impressive so thank you so much for for what you guys do that was cute for me was that was uh, i'm like all misty eyed (laughs) um well you guys can find uh fab the duo um on um, the digital world fabtheduo.com also they are in instagram facebook twitter like fab the duo i'm gonna leave everything um, so you guys can follow them and check that out where they're gonna perform soon um, where they can find the new music and and listen um, all the previous um, singles as well um, Greg Brendan it was a pleasure to have you here and I'm sure I'm sure I am going to have you more and let's let's create let's discuss more about queer about music about entertainment about everything please anytime yeah thank you so much and everyone remember you be proud and be loud bye bye guys <laughs> <laughs>